This is Garrett and Kyle from the Weeb and Noob Watch Anime Podcast. And you are listening to John and Kevin's Big Stupid Podcast. Have fun. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is John and Kevin's Big Stupid Podcast. I'm Kevin. And I'm John. And ladies and gentlemen, today we have another very special guest with us. Another guest. All right, we're going to do this again. They just keep right, on, they just keep they, on they just coming. Keep on. Everybody, everybody wants to be on the show, right? Is everybody that what wants is? a piece. They want a piece of the BSP. <laughs> All right. All right. Who, what do we What do we got today? What are, What are we doing, ladies and gentlemen? Today we have a very special guest calling, coming all the way from Hollywood. Hollywood. Oh boy, this is yeah. going to be a big one. This is going to be all big. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Northrup. Yes. Give it up. Now I know what you guys are thinking. <laughs> You're thinking, who the fuck is Chris Northrup? Well, goddammit, you should know who he is. <laughs> who is he? He's on every major comic book out there. All right. Really? Busting his ass, working hard. Chris, welcome to the show. Nice. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> um... So yeah, Chris is working on stuff for uh, for Dark Horse Comics. Um, he's worked on Marvel stuff. He's worked mm -hmm. on Disney stuff. He's worked on some Nick stuff back in the day. That, that's the that's the first that was in New York. Yeah, I remember that stuff. Yeah. So, so he's uh, he's dabbled in uh, in a lot of different things. He's published his own stuff, and we're gonna get we're gonna get into that. Um, but first, what, before we get into all of that, why don't we talk about Chris, how we, how we met? Oh yes. Let's, let's all bring it back to Kevin. Let's all be, no, 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 me. I'm just, I'm just saying it's me. Only... This poor guy comes on the show. We want to talk, all right, you know what? Let's talk about Kevin. How did you it's, meet Kevin? This is very important. How can you not talk about to start Kevin? from? <laughs> um, how did I meet Kevin? When was the first time I saw you? Um, I think the first time I saw you, it was more than likely in the theater department at Kane University. Mm -hmm. That's probably where I first saw you. Um, I think I first saw you just kind of moping around the hallway, like waiting probably. for a class or something. Because the arts department was over the theater department, and I would come down and hang out at the theater department all the time. Yeah. So contrary to popular belief, uh, I didn't just live in the theater department. I was doing art <laughs> stuff upstairs, which is my career. So, um, yeah. But I think I just saw him walking back and forth in the hallway. You know, what, what was the name of that, that theater? Uh, Vaughn Ames. Vaughn Ames Theater. Yeah. Around there I saw you in the costume shop, too, uh, with Karen, the professor who was a costume department person. I think, so. I think the first place that we started talking Mm -hmm. was actually in the I think it was in the little theater for some reason we were okay. like, we were rehearsing I think we were rehearsing some sort of like cabaret or something okay and you, and you were in the <laughs> you were in the audience 
like, what do you call heckling? <laughs> Probably, yeah. No, I think no, I think I was in the. Uh, that does make sense because I didn't know where the theater department was until I started taking art classes. So because it was in the same building. So it makes sense that the first time you saw me probably was over there because I was also the editor-in-chief of the newspaper for the university. So that was like on the second floor above the little theater. So that's probably, that's probably right. I wrote one article. You're probably for right. It's all about you, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, Kev, what, what did you do at, wait, Kev, what did you do at Kane University? This is like, this is what we really want to know. Oh, I failed. <laughs> oh, wait. Uh. <laughs> Not all of it. <laughs> no, I um, I was a I was a theater major. So, um, if if Chris came down to mingle with the theater folk, that's how we uh, cross swords. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it is a theater department. Chris, why don't you introduce your girlfriend to the, the tens of listeners? <clears throat> um, my girlfriend is here. It was actually our anniversary <laughs> two days ago. Hello. Um, oh, nice. Congratulations. This is, this is, this is Kempo. Hello, Kempo. Hi, nice is, to meet you. Kempo is Korean and Mexican, which is kind of really awesome. No, yeah. I mean the food and the. And I was going to say you must make some great food. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what I'm saying. I'm saying, oh. um, but yeah. So, you know, we just met out here in Ventura. Uh, that was a wild, wild thing. Yeah, it was. It was. It was met, crazy. Met, met at a comic book store. Let's just say that. Yeah. So. Um, that works. And, yeah, were, were you? Were you like? Were you like, oh, look at this comic? <laughs> oh. I, I did this. <laughs> you no, would I, have I, I would have totally done that. My name happened totally to be on that. I, no. I oh, 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 is that my name on this comic? No, because <laughs> the thing is. Why don't I, you just come I, to this panel I'm sitting on in Comic Con? <laughs> well. Actually, no, that was me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Also a professional. Um, so I. I uh, no, I didn't do that because actually I didn't have any books out at the time. So maybe that's why I didn't do that. But uh, that, that month was a slow month, the month before it. So there was nothing out right then. But um, yeah, no, but I've had a great relationship with her. It's been great. I'm glad I lived in Ventura for a year because I wouldn't have met Aww. you. And all the cool things that come with you and stuff. Oh, so. thanks. Mm -hmm. That's great. Glad you made too. Yeah, you made awesome tacos the other day. It tastes yeah. like street tacos, so that was pretty cool. <laughs> so, nice. and so, yeah. yeah. And then you showed me. Uh, and I make pizzas for you. Yeah, and apparently I did it all wrong. <laughs> and apparently Taco Bell is not Mexican food. No. No. So. No, it's definitely not. <laughs> I mean, you could have told me that. But, and I don't know what pasta is. Yes. <laughs> so, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that. So. <laughs> All right, well, we're talking. We're talking two separate coasts, trying to like relate to each other. <laughs> oh my god, it's we're like, too it's like just... stereotypical, different. Like, yeah, yeah. So, 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 I'm so I'm Sicilian. Sicilian yeah. yeah. from New York. And yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't know pizza. And she, she, yeah, she don't know pizza. No, no, no. You, when you go to New York, she's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, like splurge and get myself New York pizza. I'm like, it's a dollar a slice. Like, you don't understand. <laughs> It's like, 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 it's like
<laughs> yeah, it's like when it's raining, like you walk outside and you just open your mouth, but it's pizza. Like, you know, <laughs> that's how New York City is. Is that why it smells in the heat? It's, it's, it smells like pizza. It smells oh, like okay. sweaty pizza. Yeah. Well, like I was saying, we're both stereotypes from each side. Like you're Sicilian yes. Jewish from New York. I'm Mexican Korean from Southern couldn't, California. Couldn't be more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just fascinating. So. But, oh my well, gosh, we're so fascinating. Aren't we? Oh my we're, gosh. We're, we're going to have to yeah. wait and see how this one turns out. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be a two-parter. Maybe a trilogy. Oh. Yeah, we'll check back in. Mm. Mm. All right, so back to me. Um, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. So we, we started to collaborate on a bunch of stuff back in college. Yes. One thing that we shall not talk about, but Right? I know you want to. Oh, I so want to. <laughs> you can't. You can't. Um, yeah. You just can't. But that one's off limits. But the one thing, the one thing that we can't talk about is probably the, one of the things that brought us real close. Well, then let me let me frame this in a way that doesn't cause any issues. Um, it's a theater department. There's a lot of people dating. There's a lot of people experimenting and there's a lot of weird theater stuff i'm not trying to call theater people weird but it's a lot more free than uh the english department okay um you know it just is so uh you know things get complicated and we we put on a uh improv show that dealt with some personal issues that a bunch of people were having in the theater department and uh everyone was in on it including the people who were wronged and it was a way to uh work out frustrations through art uh and we kept it going for like a month and a half and it was man it was the best like one of the best artistic experiences despite everything that i do out here that that wasn't that wasn't even what i was talking about but well but oh i was talking about the other thing what's what's the what is the moment the the thing that we the thing that we wrote together doing the voice and all that stuff um Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay. I know. I know that. That. That's. That's really off limits. Yes. Yeah. That's a career killer right there. <laughs> but that was not getting grandfathered into the portfolio. So no. That's. But you. But yeah. you and I. But you and I working on that brought us. Brought us real close because we. Yeah, we were doing know, little little co- animations and uh, flash animations, uh, and that's you know. I think I was like the only person there who knew how to like animate stuff at the whole college, like to oh, be honest definitely. with you. So yeah, so I, I started doing uh, little short things with Kevin, just being like, hey, can you record your voice? I would like record him on, a, I had like a little like a Windows PDA that I had a microphone on with a bunch of stuff on it I recorded. I used to record like our improv stuff that we did in the theater. We were on the yeah, improv we did a, together. Yeah, we did a ton of improv and then we did the-, the We went to my house, I got a microphone. At the radio station? Yeah, we did a lot of videos. We had a fake political movement called oh my America. God. Free America. Uh, <laughs> I was the leader of Free America, the fake political group on campus. Uh, I would run around uh, in my dad's Vietnam jacket, and, like, yelling at people, <laughs> yelling at people about you know whether conspiracy and don't trust the government. And like now, that's like my worst fear type of person. I was like. <laughs> character who was that uh and we threw concerts at bars and stuff and like i didn't know how to play guitar very well but 
I was like on stage screaming and doing <laughs> art shit. So, uh, and you were right there. And uh, Adam and Peter and all our friends were there doing it too. So that, that was super cool. Like that was a really important experience to me because before I met you guys in the theater department, like, like art is very, like fine art is very detached and like, you know, you're alone. Like, like Kempo sits here, she works on her stuff and she's alone, like quiet, you know, but like that kind of thing. It's like, you know, it's like, it's like insane. You know, like I still have little MPEG-2 videos of us, like I'll send them to you of us doing concerts and like going nuts and stuff. Uh, and uh, just doing like Andy Kaufman type weird public display art, you know? Yeah. And uh, that also, I mean, had to do with drawing too. There were plenty of like things getting drawn and animated and like, it was, it was like an explosion of like creativity. Uh, that, that was the best thing I ever did was like go down to that theater department and talk to Karen at the costume shop. Just yeah. Shoot shit with her because she was like, oh yeah, we're doing like, what do you want to do? Like, you want to do something? What do you want to do? What's your idea? And like, that is literally, I've dealt with like people like her, thankfully, you know, in a row out here who are like, oh, Chris, you have an idea? What is it? What do you want to do? You know? And like, that's where that really started in that theater department when I realized that like, if you had a good idea and you were someone who followed through with something that people in power, whether they're professors or publishers or animation studios or whatever, they will lend you their ear and resources to see what that's about uh, if you frame it properly. So I really learned that in the theater department because we were, we were like, we're going to do this show and we're going to do this. We're starting an improv group. That's not the college's improv group, but we want to perform on your space. Uh, we don't want any oversight on anything. Like I, was, I was asking for like a lot yeah. from the university. Uh, and then, then getting into the newspaper and being like, uh, I mean, I wrote that article on professor Treadwell about like stealing the money from the um, college and stuff for his own personal you know, he started his own rival newspaper to the college newspaper and he used the money from the students from their tuition that was put towards having a free press into having a one professor controlled newspaper press, which is completely unethical. So like that's that I mean, I like went crazy with like what can I do? You know, what can I influence? What can I get involved with? You know? And like that university was like key. You know, and meeting all you guys was like key to doing that. You know, yeah. So, good experience, man. Very and I mean, what, I was I was always just dying to be creative somehow, whether it was writing, right. directing, doing whatever. And mm -hmm. those those like moments with you were some of the most creative things I've ever done in my entire life. Oh, thank you. You know, when doing doing the voice doing the voice thing that that we did, uh -huh. and doing the improv was awesome. Doing that that Andy Kaufman thing that we did on stage, uh -huh. I mean, just just we made those like Matrix shorts, like in the backyard, like, yeah, all kinds of shit, yeah. The, um, um, what, what was I gonna say? The uh, with very shitty technology because at that time, like cameras on phones were terrible. And I remember us recording stuff on camcorders and converting it to yeah. MP3s and MP4s. And like, Flash was like new. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, that's how I got that. Well, what happened was at the theater department, I was having such a blast there. 
I was like, oh, you know what? I really like writing. I'm changing my major to writing. So I changed it from geology, which I love science, and I worked in that natural history museum as a lab assistant at Kane with uh, Dr. Yu from China, uh, working on uh, fossil fish and stuff. And then, but then that turned into like I started painting the tree of life and the whole biodiversity because I was an artist, so they needed people there who could paint. So like I was doing that and then I mean this all came from college like there was no way that this was going to come from you know anywhere else you know yeah so uh, I went I went uh, after doing all that stuff with the improv stuff uh, and having a fucking blast uh, and realizing that we live in a country without censorship <laughs> which, which I didn't realize until we did all the stuff that we did uh, and like people applauded it and they thought it was cool. Even when like they found out they were duped, they thought it was cool. I was yeah. like, well, we live, we live in a country and, a, and, and I'm at a college where people can appreciate this type of art and creative freedom. So I went to uh, New York and I, I paid with my Six Flags money because I was working at Six Flags in the <laughs> safari with the ostriches and shit, like scooping rhino shit. Oh, and, like, I, yeah, that's a whole nother story. But I took that money. Like I would use it, I would make money and I would just use it every week and it would be gone, you know, and I would work the minimum amount of hours so I could hang out in the theater department <laughs> at college and even sleep there. You know, I slept under the, under the curtains and everything. I slept under the bleachers. I, I like wanted to be there so much. I felt the energy so much uh, that I wasn't putting in hours at my job and they were always like, do you really want this job? And I'm like, yeah, put me down for like five hours on Saturday. So I, I like got out of that and I started like working hard and saving up money and I saved like five hundred to six hundred dollars and uh, I took classes at the Upright Citizens Brigade in New York, which anyone could do. It was just like you want to pay, you want to go, okay. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna go there. So I had Ian Roberts and Amy Poehler were my teachers there. So um, that was really cool because like. I was like, well, do you just pay $500 and like hang out with Saturday Night Live writers for like hours, like every Saturday for like three months? Okay. Like that's like <laughs> invaluable, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it was like wild that you could do that. And like, it's like, that's why I always want to live in a city. That's why I never want to not live in a city or a city adjacent. Like you mm -hmm. guys are city adjacent. You're adjacent to New York, you know? Like Burbank is city adjacent to LA, you know, Glendale, Long Beach, stuff like that. That's close enough that it's like you're not in there, but you're there. So that's, I learned that lesson about like resources and stuff. And then, um, so I was like taking classes there. I took our script with Mark, the day of the pigman stuff there. I had the both of them like go over that with me. People laughed. They did like a dry reading. I don't even know if I ever told you, but no. like there was a dry reading of day of the pigman with like, Ian Roberts and Ian Poehler and all my co-students that were in the class uh, and then like he would sit and he would go over like Ian specifically would sit and go over like all the scripts and stuff with all the students and like take time and he stayed longer than he had to Wow! you know um, and then there would be like a show coming in the theater like it was like a little black box theater that you see big and like he would be like okay, five more minutes like you tell them you know people would be waiting for their ass cat show or whatever so that was really cool. And then I walked outside and I saw just by chance on a plaque on one of the buildings was a plaque for something called the Animation Collective. And I was like, 
well that's like down the street from here and it's on this plaque and let's probably figure out what that is like i like to animate i was making stuff with you and rob and stuff and peter so i like i like went in there you know and i went upstairs and there was like it was a nickelodeon office it was like a satellite like a subcontracted satellite nickelodeon office for making flash cartoons which is like what we were doing so and like you said it was like new it wasn't like people were going to school and coming out learning this program like you had to learn it yourself like it came out then like while we were hanging out and like we were just fucking around with it so i was like well how, how like they had like now what like, wait before before you go yeah, what go about ahead. what what year was this about about this was this was 2000 End of 2005, 2006. Okay, that yeah, because I, I was just trying to like right you know, around there. Get, yeah, yeah, that's fine. All right, go ahead. Sorry, you're I didn't want to cut you next. off. You're, you're on your, you're, you're, <laughs> you're, you're almost there. <laughs> you're almost there. I, I just. I just wanted I to know, know what back. what year we were in because mm-hmm. I wasn't like I wasn't sure. We're in two thousand six because like, it happened very rapidly. Like okay, driving to the airport, it was very fast when it happened. Right, right, right. So it was like, how you doing? I'm saying hello to my girlfriend. She's behind me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so what happened was, I I looked on the board up there and they had like a thing that was like positions open, but it was like for inter studio applications or previous employees or something and it had the contact information of the directors and stuff and i was like oh they're gonna write this down you know but like i wasn't supposed to be up there if i wasn't a client you know if i wasn't like you know one of the yeah, clients in, yeah. studio, i'm not supposed to be hanging out in the waiting room it's like going to a dentist's office without an appointment like what is this guy doing like reading the same piece of paper on the wall five times like fuck out so i was like I told them, I said, oh, like, I'm here waiting for John. Because, like, that's, like, the most popular name in the English language. So, like, there had to be a John or a Juan or somebody working in there because it's, like, 100 people, right? So I was right. And they were like, do you want to go inside and wait for John? And I was like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I I just, like, charmed my way, lied my way into the... Uh, like fibbed my way into the studio so I got to see it and I was just like walking around like pretending like I was waiting for someone and I saw all the like Wacom tablets and the big antiques and you know at that time you couldn't even buy those yourself they were like equipment for companies you know so I'd never seen anything like that well I was I was determined to get in there so I went back home to New Jersey because I was living at my parents right after college and uh, I did a blind submission, uh, you know, unsolicited. You know, you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to, like, talk to the director. You're supposed to apply for the job. You're not supposed to directly email them at their personal email address. But I did it. And they called me up on my family plan phone that I was still on my mom's flip phone. They were like, hey, like, we don't know who you are, but, like, you seem to know this program really well and like we want to send you some tests uh we're not going to start you animating but like we have background painting positions and like i was coloring my own line art at the time like painting and stuff and the cartoons were painted i did those backgrounds yeah you did everything you did everything i did everything so i was like i was like well whatever you have like i mean you had a great you had a great writer but you did did (laughs) right i had a fantastic writer (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was <Right>. me. <laughs> it was, 
I will say that Kevin did push me, and I will say to this day, probably influenced by working with Kevin so much in college and stuff, and after college, because I hung out for a while in New Jersey, um, that I don't like to work alone. Like, I don't feel it if I'm alone. Like, I, I'm not going to write the great American comic book by myself. It's got to be with someone else, like, that is funny and you can bounce ideas off of, you know? Like, it, I have to. Like, I, you guys do the podcast. Imagine if you were sitting by yourself. Oh, I could. I, 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 could, I couldn't do it. I, 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 do I couldn't that, sit though. here. I couldn't do people it. People do do that, but I can't do that. And, like, I don't think you can do that, so... Um, John, but, John wouldn't even try, and I would, and it would be terrible. Uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be here. That's because you have initiative. Well, yeah, I got spunk. <laughs> you, got you, some, you had the idea. Something. You had the idea, and I was just like, ah, right, whatever. Yeah, that, you know, that's basically dude, what it was. Because that, that's the thing too, is that like, Chris, when when you and I yeah. were working together, man. The, the back and forth that we had, the chemistry that I we had it. together, it was, it was amazing. Like I said, it was, the, it was the most creative I had ever, I had ever been in my life. <laughs> I still hold it up there, man. Like, it's still, like, way up there. Like, I've had a lot of experiences, and, and I, that is still up there. Like, I'm no joke. I mean, we, we made each other laugh the entire time. So hard, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but also, like, those moments where you're like, aha. Yeah. Right? When you're coming up with something and you're like, that makes sense. You know? Yeah. Like I live for that moment where it clicks, you know, like now, now it's like when I'm working on a book or I'm working on a show or I'm, Oh, I, I have a show to talk to you about that I'm not supposed to talk about, but I'll talk about it. But I had an aha moment with that too. And it's just like that high of that aha moment. It's just, Oh Yeah. I mean, yeah. we're like, oh, what if we did this? That works. It's like, it's like, it's like oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to lie. It's a high. Like, it absolutely is. So I, I got that job. They, they brought me in. They hired me at Nicktoons. Like, blind submission. You know, I left college. I left Kane. You guys stopped seeing me at the university. I went in. And I was like, I'm going into New York City on the on the 13 bus from Howell, New Jersey, and I'm fucking hot shit. And I don't need six flags anymore. And I'm a <laughs> strong, beautiful woman. I was like, <laughs> like, like wearing my reddish dress so everyone could see me. Yeah, I was hot shit. But I was hot shit for two months. Because <laughs> They pulled me into the editing bay and they said, well, we're making cuts and stuff. And since you're new here, uh, we're going to have to let you go. And we're sorry. It's not your work. But, you know, you're, you're the youngest person in this office. And, like, you've been working here for two months. So get the fuck out. So I was like, all right. So I was like, all right, well, I got to go back to Six Flags. And I didn't. I ended up delivering pizzas and stuff. And I just didn't want to go back to working at Six Flags. Um, but that's when I was like... Cap, I don't even know if I told you that I was like thinking about moving or like I don't even know if I just did that like no, it was you, like that you didn't but, tell me you were thinking about well you know what you might have I got in a fight with my mom yeah and then you put me in John's house yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was when you were like 
hey, my friend the banker knows Michael Uslan, the executive producer for all things Batman. Batman. All the films. Yeah. You want to go have lunch with him in Montclair? <laughs> his, 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 like, bank is in Montclair. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I go there and he's like, don't, he's like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, I don't even know who the fuck you are, but you're important. So, like, give me advice, you know? And I had all my drawings and stuff and, like, yeah, he, he was like, you know, he's had a pitch, we, had a pitch, we had a pitch meeting with the guy who produces everything yes. Batman. We, we, to this day, Michael Uslan is like, oh my god, but he's so New Jersey that he listened to us. Yeah, <laughs> all you had to do is wear a Mets hat. And <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, that was wild with you, me, and Dan, right? And, and like. I mean that was great, and Don was like, "Yeah, just sit here and like work on, we're work on the cows, like work on your stuff, like whatever." You know, I was like manically applying like back at like Nickelodeon, like a crazy person while I was at your place at night, like all hours of the night, uh, like just sitting on my laptop. And uh, no, I don't even think I had a laptop. I had like a fucking PA. I didn't even have a computer. That, you were using you, you were using my Pentium three. Uh, I believe processor. I was. Yeah, you were. You, I, I remember I was, you. You designed. You did. You did an animation of General Grievous on it. Oh yeah, I was doing Star Wars fan animations. Wish Lucasfilm wrote me a letter directly and told me to take off my <laughs> portfolio on YouTube because it was an illegitimate Star Wars project. Wow. So I was getting attention, you know, but it was like, uh, it just was like so frustrating because New York didn't have the infrastructure to get jobs you know right. and at that time i wasn't involved in comic books which at the time was in new york but i wasn't involved with it i was doing animation so i went back home and then i just was like you know what fuck this like i'm gonna order an american express credit card because i haven't had a credit card yet so i was like 23 or whatever i didn't have a credit card so i was like i'm ordering this credit card i'm gonna use it to buy a medium level computer at the time and a drawing tablet like a little separate tiny whack on tablet and then i'm going to take the remaining balance on that and buy a plane ticket to california for friday <laughs> and i really yeah and i really felt like i didn't have i didn't have anything loose i felt like I did all that I could. I tried my best in New York. There just wasn't an industry. Uh, if I was going to do it, I was going to do it when I was like 23. I didn't have a girlfriend. didn't have any like sick family members. Like I wasn't, I wasn't contributing in my house. That bothered me because I was so obsessed with like, you know, I used to sit there for hours. I wasn't helping my home that I was in. You know, they'd be like, oh, you know, the least you could do is like shovel the snow. And I'm like, I'm fucking animating. I can't. <laughs> get out of here dad Christy, so it's like Christy, yeah. you gotta you gotta shovel I mean you hear yeah. I know Christy, I was mad I didn't know Christy, you know I got so bad I told I told Kempo the other day I told you the other day that I would take the car that little Ford Escort I had the little forest green Ford Escort I would take it and I hadn't worked at Six Flags for like a month and I was like oh, sorry did my Italian I was hit you, I'm sorry. <laughs> Mamma mia! So, um, I, would take the, I would take the Ford Escort and I would take it and say I was going to work and I wouldn't go to work. I would go to Barnes & Noble 
and I would like, like, it wasn't like I was taking the car and like going to some party and like yeah, yeah. doing drugs or something. I was like going to like read books quietly, you know? And I felt like I couldn't tell them that because I felt like they didn't understand what I wanted to do. And like, it required like a lot of like me time to figure it out and like, like to learn how to animate and draw and paint and like write properly. It was a lot of research, a lot of, and like working like just i was like inside i felt like just give me a year to sit here and do this and like just give me space to sit here and figure out the process for making things like i will figure it out i'm the type of person who if i want to do something i'm going to do it so just give me the space for your mom and dad to sit in that extra fourth bedroom that they had upstairs and just sit on the computer and read and write and figure it out but they were always like if you're going to live here, you got to have a job. And I'm like, I am not going to get ahead doing that. Yeah. You know, because at the time it was also, I left the university before I graduated. So I didn't have a college degree. I was like short 12 credits. I finished it at UCLA out here. I was like, I, I, I feel like I can't do anything. Yeah. So that's why I, I, mean, I, I, I said, I remember, I remember yeah. talking to your mother myself. <laughs> I'm sure you did. You know, yeah. I, I, you know, and I kept saying, I was like, I was like, I was like, you don't understand what I was like, what he's uh, going to do. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> no, seriously, I'm like, I'm like, he's on, I'm like, he's on the verge of, of doing like great shit. And, you know, you, I'm like, you gotta give him, you gotta give him time, you know? Yeah. But I understand their point of view too, because they were like, always taking the car he's just going here and there like it looks like i'm just like you know hanging out in their house like admittedly yeah i mean to to people who don't it, know, it looked like you're fucking off the whole time basically. yeah it looked like a right? that's what it was yeah you know yeah, but that's I, like not what you were people, doing right there are people who will sit and fuck off and be drawing or reading comics or watching animated shows and movies and that's fucking off because or, or it's just enjoyment and it becomes fucking off because that is, my goal was not to sit and consume media. It was to learn how to create it, you know? Exactly. So and the only way I'm going to understand that is by consuming media and, and nitpicking it and looking at how it's constructed and going through all these DVDs and listening to these commentaries on all these animation DVDs and film DVDs about how they write scripts, how they do this, how they do that. And two, of someone who's like, well, he's not going to work. He's just sitting watching. Like, that is what she thought, like, yeah. in her head. And I'm not saying they didn't support me. They were thrilled I went to the Upright Citizens Brigade. And, like, they were so happy that I was finding stuff. And, like, they have always been supportive. But that part they didn't get. So I called you and I said, Kevin, I don't even know. I called you probably the day before. And I was like, tomorrow I'm going to the airport. I don't even know. Do you remember what I did? No, it wasn't the day before. It was that night. It was that night. I... <laughs> <laughs> I was at I was at um yeah I was at a job doing the DJ sure. stuff yes I was packing up I, I did a I, I remember I was doing a a fashion show at a high school and, right. and as I'm packing the truck you call me and you're like oh you're like I need you to pick me up I'm like where, I'm like oh my god where are you what's going on what and you're like you're like my I poor baby you're like, I need to get to the airport. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> you're like, I'm going, you're like, I'm going to LA. I'm like, wait, huh? 
<laughs> and I was like, all right. I was like, I was like, I gotta bring the truck back, I pick up my car, and then I'm picking you up. Yeah, because I had a plane ticket. I was like done. You know, once that computer came in the mail with the tablet, I was like, all right, now I just need to Oh my god, that's right. right. You had I remember that. You had to do it or else I would lose like seven hundred dollars. Because <laughs> I bought the ticket like a day before, you know. So it's like, no, no, but I'm I'm talking about. I, I remember when you got that like brand new laptop, and you were just like on it, just like. Constantly. Yes. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so as soon as you said that, I was like, okay, <laughs> I was like, here, this is what I'm doing. Yeah, I, I was like, if anyone, and it was already like it was late at night. Now I didn't give a fuck. Boring raid. <laughs> I tell my parents, I was like, I was like, I need to go pick somebody up and bring them to the airport. They were like, what? I'm like, I'm just doing it. Like, mm. whatever. Because I was 30-something, still living at home. So. <laughs> it's all right. So I was like, I'm going to go bring somebody else to, to get their, capture their dreams since I'm sitting in your fucking house. <laughs> so Kevin, I, you, were, you were my dream. I left one dream for another, you know? <laughs> Very hard. So now, um, all right, so now you go out there, what happens? Oh, man, the, the, it seems so long. It's not that long ago. It seems like a long time ago, but it's like 11 years ago, which is not too long ago. And it's like, out of here. Uh, I get off the plane and it's like LA. You know, everything you see in movies. All the shitty apartments you see in the Karate Kid movies. Hello. <laughs> you know? Quentin Tarantino films. Quentin Tarantino films. Yeah, there were people with like sharp, bright outfits with like their luggage behind them, just like, I'm fucking going places. And I was like, oh, I want to be like these people. I want to go places. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't have to dress like that, but I want to go places, you know? Um, so it's like, I was really excited. I called a cab because at the time there was no Uber or Lyft or anything like that. So I called a cab. The cab was green and I was like, I'm yellow. Like, <laughs> I, was, I remember like the things that hit me that were just like, so, so the, I'm like, can you take me to somewhere that has a cheap, safe hotel? Cheap That's safe. what I said. I want a cheap and I want it safe. So uh, the, this green cab drove me to Studio City which is okay. like next to Burbank. It's next mm-hmm. to Universal Studios. That's why the city is called Studio City. It's named after Universal. So <clears throat> they dropped me off at this hotel and um, number one across the way, there was something called a Baja Fresh, which I, I didn't know what that was. Yeah, ill, right? Because it's not real Mexican. Taco Bell, not real Mexican food. So it's Did like- she, it's Wait, like, hold on. Did she just crawl out of the room? She just fell over. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, did she just like, like, I saw the door open and then close and I saw nobody going in she and out. Tripped. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. That's awesome. That's awesome. Mm. So, anyway. uh, but that, that hotel was like, um, it was the dodgiest, shittiest thing I've ever seen in my life, but it was in a, it was in a safe area, but it was like a shitty, shitty hotel. And, uh, I remember getting there and falling asleep at a weird time because it was a different time zone. I had never traveled that far before and I had to deal with time zone changes at the time. Um, I remember I took a movie with me, one movie. I stole it from my dad. I didn't tell him I was taking it when I left because like we were fighting. 
and um uh what do you call it it was like it was star trek three the search for spock okay okay and that that the is that significant yeah well because it's like i didn't take it because i liked it i took it because it was the one he wouldn't miss that we you know like the one that everyone he, like he wouldn't miss something. he wouldn't miss it because it's like it's not the one with Khan. it's not the first one with all the cool models and like the weird shit yeah. it's not the one with like the whales everyone loves the whales it's not the one about space racism with the klingons everyone loves the murder mystery one space racism. <laughs> it's not, captain kirk is a spacist so like so it's not the one with like uh what was the other one? I know I'm wrong. It's not the one where they go and they find God. God. Yeah, they go go see God and Spock is like, what does God need with a spaceship? This doesn't make sense. Like, those, those are like all those big ones. Like, Search for Spock is like, it's like, you know, it's about finding who you are. So it's like, it's weird that I took that movie because yeah. it's a movie that's about like, remembering who you are. You know, the movie opens the movie opens with him losing his memory, right? Like he doesn't, he's reborn. Like he doesn't remember who well, he is. Well, that's what I was like, going to say. It's, a, it's about, it's about Genesis, <clears throat> right? It's about the, yes. the, the rebirth and, and, and starting over. Yes. Yeah. So like that, I guess was a good movie to take, you know? Um, you know, cause at the time I just had a DVD player. There was like, um, there was no Netflix, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Not really. I mean, it might have been by mail, but not, not like streaming. So I remember waking up in the morning and being like, just having like the worst breath in the world, like, and like walking over to like these shitty like Venetian blinds that were in this hotel room. And this was a really shitty hotel. Like I'm not I'm, like a motel, like almost not a motel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, like, I, it was like mold. I believe you. It was like mold and like blood in the carpet, like shit went oh. down there. And like, I was like, I went up to like open the blinds, like, and the whole thing came off the window, all the blinds, the Venetian blinds, like dominoes, like just, it was like the window was like all side of the room. They fell and I was like, fuck, I guess I'm not going back to bed, am I? <laughs> the sun was just coming in. Um, I got an email from the people who make that Ask a Ninja cartoon back then. And they were like, hey, we need someone to animate Flash, like now. We'll give you $700 a week. I was like, okay. <laughs> Damn. That was, like, that was quick. You know? So uh, I met them <laughs> and I started doing Ask a Ninja, like animatics, the storyboards and stuff. Um, it was for like a pilot. They had like a Comedy Central thing or something based off their YouTube videos that I was helping with. And uh, that didn't go through. So I ended up losing that. But I worked for them for like two or three months and I saved up. I mean, 700 a week, I saved up money. And I was able to get an apartment because I had steady income, 700 a week. Yeah. You know, that was like a lot, like all of a sudden. So I was like, so I got the shittiest apartment imaginable to save money because I didn't know what was going to happen, you know. And uh, I sat there and uh, I just kept drawing, you know, like in coloring and writing. And you now I found out what Doctor Who was. Because like by then Netflix was streaming, so I was like watching. I think I watched all, every episode of Doctor Who ever because that was like one of the only things on Netflix when it first started. Yeah, and I was like, oh, David Tennant's pretty 
I like theater. (laughs) (laughs) Our roots. This guy's a theater guy. I like this, you know? So, uh, yeah. Then then I went on Craigslist and I applied for, uh, well, before that, I applied for a job at uh, Fortitude Animation, which was a a startup animation studio in Burbank. And my friend Sean drove me, who I met in a Starbucks, because I was drawing Spider-Man, very cliche. I was drawing Spider-Man 2 fan art because I love that movie in a Starbucks on my tablet on the computer. And this woman comes over to me and there's barista and she's like, my boyfriend draws Batman. And I was like, oh, okay. She's like, yeah, he draws Batman. And I was like, all right. So it's like, he's going to pick me up for work. You should talk to him. And I was like, all right. So, so like, she's like, he's, you're like from New York, right? Like, I guess I just look fresh off the boat. She's like, he's he's from uh he's from uh, you know he's from, he's from uh where's he from? Sean's from uh Boston, uh New Hampshire. So she was like, he's from over there too. You guys, yeah, you should talk. And I was like, all right. So he like showed up, and then she had to stay on her shift later. So he just like was there, and he was like talking to me, and he was like, hey man, do you want like a ride home in my truck? And I was like. I don't fucking know anybody else, so yeah, all right. So like, because I went to a Starbucks, I was like way the fuck away from where I was. Well, first you gotta blow me in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, she's like, my dog's in the truck. She's just a big dog named Red. Like, she's this huge lab black Labrador. I was like, all right. So he like, we we went home, and he was like, he was like, I was like, oh right, man, thanks for the ride. I was like, I don't even know your name. Like, what's your name? He's like, my name's Sean Murphy. Uh, Sean Murphy is like one of a handful of DC artists that are on salary that have like health benefits and everything with DC. Like he is like, and right now he is like their top talent artist. Really? They have a whole label, black label, which this Joker movie is part of that, that exploded. Uh-huh. That's the label that was created for him to do his books. Wasn't that the label that they uh, show Batman? <clears throat> Dick? Yes. That Dick? <laughs> I believe so. Go on. Go on. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so that was like, that was crazy that I met this guy. He was like from the East Coast. He was working on Batman stuff. At the time, he was working on like backup stories and like little shit things on the side. But he had done his own creator own graphic novel. And I thought that was really interesting. Like you could do your own graphic novel and like convince these people to publish it. That's cool. So I did what I did with you with Sean, which was I sat and I made animated flash things. We did the voices. They're still on my YouTube channel to this day. And we, we, we were like, you know what? This would work better as a comic book. So he taught me about inking. We watched every episode of Star Trek Next Generation, every episode <laughs> of Voyager, every episode of Sopranos, every episode of Law and Order. Like we watched scripts. We did what I wanted to do in New Jersey in my house by myself. We did together. So that was awesome because that I was with someone who was a professional who did his own taxes. He showed me how to do taxes. He showed me how to <laughs> save money. I mean, you don't know. Like you're, in, you're like, oh, I'm an independent contractor now. Cool. Like you don't know what comes with that. Yeah. You just say that, you know, when you start getting all these art jobs and then all of a sudden you do a job and you make like $8,000 and you're like, what's, what do I write off? Like what? what are they going to take out? Like, what, what can I spend here? How much did I really make? You know? So yeah, if I didn't yeah. meet him, I like financially like ruined, you know, like, because I wouldn't have known how to manage everything. Right. 
So right. it's like, I got this job at Florida Tree Animation. I worked for them. They ended up being a company that was a sham company. It was a bullshit company. I got in because they were a bunch of hoaxers. They were like a bunch of con artists. The owner, Steve, was his investor was Brian Head, whatever, from Corn, the guitarist or whatever, who was a born-again Christian. And this guy, Steve, was on the line at the River Jordan with him. This is totally true. And he was like, hey, man, like, why don't you save yourself by making cartoons for kids that are positive instead of all this rock music? And he was like, all right, man, yeah, I'm going to get off the drugs and make cartoons. Like, that's a real thing. And what he did was he had this guy invest into this company and this animation company, which wasn't making anything. So we would sit there, the employees, and we wouldn't, wouldn't be making anything. You know, we'd be like, what are we doing today? You know, yeah. so it was like a yeah. front for like taking in this guy's money who was like a rock star. So, um, and this is all public information. Like, I'm not afraid. Like, Steve has been taken to like federal court and all this stuff. He's not allowed to operate in Arizona for a period of time, all this kind of stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, and that was a horrible experience. And I, I remember going, I stayed at that guy's house, the owner of the company in Arizona, and um, I had emailed one of the producers at the studio, and I was like, hey, are you doing anything yet? And he's like, no, I'm not doing anything yet. I'm like, I'm in Arizona, like not doing anything. They flew me here to like work on something else that's not animation. Like, what is going on here? Like, what's up with this company? And then when I got back and I got off the plane in Burbank Airport, they flew me like the day they needed me to do something in Arizona that day. It was crazy. So like I was like, I walked back from Bob Hope Airport to Victory Boulevard to the studio. I walk in and the general manager pulled me into the office and he's like, we need to talk, Chris. And I was like, what? And he's like, he took out a stack of papers that was like all my emails from Gmail. I left my Gmail open in Arizona and they looked at it. Oh, and he started shit. reading off my emails to me and not just work-related emails like personal emails and i was like like he was like you have to you have to get out of here and i was like i need to get my computer it has my freelance work on it I need to get everything you know my jacket whatever like all my personal stuff no no we'll, we'll figure out how to get to you now it's like they wanted to look through my stuff you know to wow. see if, I had dirt, if i had dirt on them or something oh shit yeah Dude, wow. for real. I, re I remember like, you. I remember you like telling me about this. I remember you saying yeah. something about like you. You. They were like they stole my laptop. I, they did. I, I distinctly remember that because I was like that. Yeah, my my laptop. friend who also worked there had to like take my laptop and like give it to me another day because it was they just left it on the table, like they didn't have any intention of giving it back to me, and I needed it to work and survive. And you know, like when I was in Arizona, they had me working on packaging for meat for like <clears throat> for like sausages and like chicken and they were like make it make it look like uh make it look like uh jenny o jenny o packages make it look like that make a bunch of packages that look like jenny o and i'm just like you're like are you using me to do something that's not legal <laughs> like fake jenny o sausages or something what's going on so i'm just like and they were in this, and and this guy rented for this rock star uh like uh it was the recording studio that fleetwood mac recorded dreams and the gym blossoms uh and everything it was a famous recording studio in arizona and i'm in this famous recording studio making like 
fake Jenny O sausage cardboard. And I'm like, this is not animation. Like, what is this? (laughs) This is not animation. I'm like, this is not art. Like, what is this? This is for a graphic designer, number one. Like, I do now, but like back then, I really didn't know what I was doing with that. And it's just like, so they, so my my manager at the studio was like, get out of here. You'll never work again. Yeah. Take a walk. Like at like two o'clock in the afternoon, the heat in Burbank. I didn't have anything. They kept everything in there. They wouldn't let me take my stuff out. I don't even know if I had my wallet or not. It might have been in my bag. I left. I called the producer who I was talking to. And I was like, they just fired me. I don't know what I'm going to do. Like they owed me money too. They owed me like almost a month's pay. Everyone there. Yeah, I remember that. Their ship was like sinking. And they were lying. And it was like what the hell what am i supposed to do what did i get involved in you know so i'm just like walking around downtown burbank which is where i live right now crying so hard kevin like unbelievably crying like on the phone with this producer like he's like don't worry they're never going to work in this town again (laughs) they they are doing things they're not supposed to be doing in that company like they're so they're not long for this world and like people if, if if a artist who just was paying attention saw it then they're everyone's gonna see it okay so and he was right they collapsed folded he got taken to federal court uh i I read about it afterwards online you know uh you know because those cases are public there's public you know you know be aware of this person they extort people and stuff and like to this day like there are people on those forums and stuff and they're like this guy is a good Christian and like, you should give him another chance. And like, you know, it's just like, it's just a merry-go-round, man. Like you just, this person just moves to state to state doing this with different industries, wow. you know, never the same industry, just different industries. Like Arizona is like meat packaging, California's animation, Alaska is like logging, whatever. Like he just, yeah. and he does not care. And like, he makes so much money he has he can handle it you know getting caught i guess or or he's just addicted to crime or something i don't know but i was happy to get out of that situation needless to say and then i went on craigslist and i was like applying for jobs like manically you know i have this little apartment i had this thing that was steady it was like a bullshit job there's weird stuff with it so that's like the dark side of hollywood so i'm not gonna ever i know what to look for now so uh and i got hired by the coppolas off of craigslist so there you go and I was working for Christopher Coppola, whose brother is Nicolas Cage, and making uh, B-movies and making YouTube videos and animation and stuff. And uh, this little Korean woman, Moon, who hired me, my boss, she was from Brooklyn. She was from Park Slope. She had so much attitude. I loved it. I loved hanging out with her. And uh, I had a good five years there, and that was great experience. And then I was able to move to, like, a better apartment, and, like, things started going. and hanging out with Sean, making comics. Like we wrote a bunch of books together. We made some, we made, didn't make some. I started just getting involved with the comic book industry more and more because of him. What did, um, you, what did you write with him? Um, well, we came up with the idea for the reason for dragons together. Okay. So his, his name why is on why don't you as, Why don't you talk about that? Pl- plug yourself a little bit for that. Oh, well, that, that came, well, that was, so his, his name is on there as uh, also created by, so as a creator, so no, it's uh, based it based on ideas by because what we came up with initially with the animation stuff, I started making that into a book 
years later, and it was very different than what we had come up with. I mean, the same types of characters and stuff, but they were, their motivations were completely different. The, the reason I was making the book was different. Like there was so many things that were different and he, he had, he had completely taken off. He was making, uh, uh, he made At Orbit, he made uh, Joe the Barbarian, Punk Rock Jesus, like he's doing Batman White Knight. Uh, he, he, he just blew up. Like he has all these hardcovers. So he's like, I don't have, I don't have time for the personal independent book. I have my own to do. So I was like, okay. So I was like, I'll just take it over and give you a, you know, your, your credit, you know, that these are ideas that we talked about before I actually put it to paper. Um, but that's the story about me and my father and our relationship. My father's <laughs> like, you know my father, right? You met him. He's like me? a tough guy. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. He, he's, he's a, he's like a Navy SEAL, you know, he's like, think she's Chuck Norris. So <laughs> I'm not that. I'm five, six and I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like a Marion, like a Muppet. You know? So I always felt like I wasn't like him and that that was a bad thing. Right? Like I wasn't good at fixing cars. I wasn't good at mowing the lawn, the snow. I mean, we're going back to that because I mentioned that before. Like I was weak. I felt like I was weak because I was small you know, uh, and that's a book about a kid meeting a character in the woods who shows him that he's not weak, and it's okay to have imagination, and it's okay to run wild with it, you know, to a point, you know, but also don't use it to escape reality, which is what the character he meets is doing. He's yeah. using it as a smokescreen to not deal with trauma consciously, you know, as a choice. So, and, you know, living at home, I did do that. You know, I totally did that. I used my fantasy of like what I wanted to do to smoke screen, how dissatisfied I was, you know, or else I would have been honest. I would have been like, I'm thinking about moving to California. This is how I'm going to do it. Like, I didn't do that. You know, like I was not doing things responsible and communicating, you know, because I was wrapped up in the idea of how cool something is or how much I love something or the fantasy of something coming and working. Right. And like, that's, this character is like that. He's a Renaissance knight. The Renaissance fair burned down, but he's still living in it in his head. He thinks he's a knight, you know? Right. It, it's, it's like, that's how I felt, you know? And I felt like my dad didn't understand me. Like the kid in the book, Wendell, my dad didn't understand me, you know? And it's all about the father and the son coming to terms with the fact that like, this kid Wendell is, yeah, he's different. He doesn't fix motorcycles. Like he's not gonna lift leaves off the lawn, like bags and rocks and shit or whatever in front of the house. Like I, like stuff I had trouble doing, right? You're, you're powerful in different ways and that's okay. And that's something that the father in the story had to learn too. Because like my dad had to learn that too. Because my dad was like, well, you have to get a job, you have to get a house, you have to get a car. You have to, you know, as much as he'll say, no, no, I never said that. I never said that. There's, we live in America and I was in a white family and they expect that. Really? Yes, really. And they expect, <laughs> they expect the two car garage with kids and an in-ground pool, at least what they have or better, they expect. So, and I didn't want that kind of life. John, who's that sound like? I didn't want that kind of life. Like I wanted to, I wanted to go and like be different than that. And it's okay if you're like that. That's fine too. And that's what that book is about. It's like 
it's okay to be who you are and stuff happens. You know, you get what you get and that's fine. You know, just be true to yourself, you know? And I felt like that was a really important book to make because that's what I wanted to say. And you know what? When I made that book at that time, I was nobody. That was my first book. I didn't work for anybody else. You know, it was like a fluke that they picked that book up. You know, I, I like they wouldn't email me back. Like it was like crazy to get them to publish that book. It was insane. I was like halfway done with it by the time I got the contract. I already spent like thousands of dollars on the book. Yeah. And I was like living in that shitty apartment. Like, oh, it's going to work out. It's going to work out. Sean is telling me, you should just not do it with them. Tell them that you don't have a contract. You're walking. I remember you told me at Comic-Con to do that. I was like, no, they're my friends. I trust them. Oh, everybody's your friend. Like, okay. You know? Yeah. I stuck it out because I believed in it. You know, I was willing, again, I was willing to take a chance. I was willing to get on the plane and just go, you know? Well, like that, that's the whole theme that I'm getting from what you do. Mm -hmm. You just do it. Like, like, like if you want to do something, you do it and, and like you deal with it as it comes. You know, yeah, cause cause if, 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 if you yeah. sat there, at, if you sat there at Six Flags and you're like, all right, in one year, I'm going to do this. And then after that, I'm going to do this. I'm going to save this much money and do this. Bro, you just got up and you said, you know what? Fuck it. No. I'm going and that's it. Doing, you know, what you want to do is the most huge. important thing. If you're, if you're happy, like, okay, yes, you might live in an apartment. You have rent. You have that responsibility. You might have a kid. You might have a really meaningful relationship <laughs> that you have to respect and give time to, right? But if you feel like you need to do something, there's no better time to do it than the minute you have that thought, you know? Because you are going to fall on your face. You are going to piss people off. People are going to be like, why aren't you making time for this? We have to do this. We have to do that. Yeah. But I also have to do this for my own sanity. This is what I do. And if right. I keep doing it and I get better at it, then it's going to pay all of our bills. So you may as well deal with it now. <laughs> so like that's, that's how I always treated it, you know? And I have a nice life. It's not my sister's life where she's the CEO of Bank of America. Yeah, I have a wonderful girlfriend <laughs> who's also an artist and doesn't have a chair. But um, I... She can't afford a chair. <laughs> I have a really nice life. I had recently had problems in Ventura with my creative partner that I moved to work with out in Ventura that I won't go into details about, but his priorities were not my priorities. Okay. When I moved to Ventura, I had a very clear idea of what I wanted to do. I wanted to start a company. I wanted to take work on client work. I wanted to take that money and use the money that came from Image and Dark Horse to create our own company to compete with them. That was what I wanted to do. He did not really want to do that. He had a different idea of how it was going to go and the amount of work that it was going to do. And that's fine. And there was miscommunications. And so I left. Again, I just left and I went back to LA. Like, you know, I just, I just left, you know, I found a friend that I could move in with and I left and I was like gone in a day. It was like a day, you know, and the pandemic hit and stuff. And you know what? I don't fucking care because 
<laughs> the whole comic book industry shut down. No one was shipping books and read about DC. Yeah, they doing... shut that shit down. They shut that shit down. I don't care. You know, <clears throat> I was waiting. I was waiting for four and a half months for my unemployment. I didn't get depressed. I worked. I did all the shitty jobs that I turned down when I was working for Dark Horse when they were open for business. I wrote all those people, those Kickstarters and stuff that wanted me to do it. Because Kickstarter is always open. So I took that work. I worked for one third of my rate, okay, which is horrendous after taxes. Yeah. And I made it through. And my parents helped me out a little bit the first month because I just moved. And I made it through. You know, and, and now here we are, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm with you and that's wonderful. I get to see you. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're high risk and I get to visit you for like a week or so now. And it's excellent, <laughs> you know, because you're not coming to LA and that sucks because that was part of the idea. But, um, you know, I just try not to let things get me down. Like shit's going to happen, you know, it's going to happen. So, and there's no better time to do things than the present, to be cliche about it. <laughs> no, but it's true. I mean, you, yeah, you just, you just keep friggin' doing it. And, and if the, if you can't, if there's not a way to do it, you figure it out. Yeah. I create, I create the opportunity if the opportunity doesn't exist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that that's the best way to say it that is honestly the best way to say it is that you create your own opportunities you know and, yeah and I mean, that, I mean, that's so yeah it's so the thing that i went to the table is a good idea so it's like well you're someone else is going to say yes and you're going to be sorry it's a business proposition right basically yeah so well, with projects, you know. Oh, yeah. So. Um, now, when you were working on the the moon bats, is that? That's not happening. That's not happening. That's not happening. That is, was a book with that, Travis that, and I. Don't that was with. I don't that think was we're with, doing that. No. That would have been a space wolf thing. So, I'm not doing any space wolf things anymore. Okay, so that's done. That's done. That, that's that's what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so, sorry I brought that up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, it's, 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 I mean, I don't blast it around that I'm not doing it anymore. It's just, I'm just not, you know, different priorities, you know? So. What about Bureau? Uh, Bureau has an Amazon listing for the last two years. Uh, I stopped working on that because of my previous girlfriend, Julia, had like issues. And, uh, I ended up having to take on a lot of the finances. So I stopped working on that one. I want to finish that book. Uh -huh. um, but the thing that happened was I got, I got dark horsed, you know? <laughs> so you did. it's like, that's not a bad thing to happen when you're kind of like, well, now I can't do this personal book. Right. Yeah. It's like dark roots came in and they were like, Hey, do you want to work on something called critical role? And I'm like, what? I don't know what that is. Now, is that like a role? Is that a role-playing <clears throat> game that they that they now no. know? Critical Role is a D and D campaign run by Matthew Mercer, who is like one of the biggest D and D campaign writers, D and D celebrities in the world. Mm -hmm. And um, they had been doing that 
on Twitch for like maybe four or five years. And their Twitch stream has like six or seven million views per episode or something like that. It's like insane. Mm -hmm. um, but the people who do it are voice actors for cartoons and movies. So when they play D&D, they really are doing these voices and stuff. It's amazing. <laughs> so they have a huge following. Uh, the property is worth hundreds of millions of dollars, I'd say. Uh, and again, uh, the reason why that happened was because one of my former students, because I also teach, got a job at Lessinger and he said, I know this guy who you probably want to talk to about doing a book. And I got a call from Legendary Pictures and Dark Horse and they were like, can you tell us how to make comic books? Like, how much do we pay people? I was like, the most, you know? <laughs> <laughs> because they're a movie studio. They don't know how much a comic artist does not make a lot of money. You know, a comic artist makes like 35 a year. So you, so I was like, well, if it was fair, what would it be, you know? Yeah. So um, everyone who worked on that project was well paid. Uh, it was excellent. It was the number one comic book for six or seven months on Amazon and Google Play and everything and Kindle and all that crap over Batman, over Spider-Man. I was like, oh shit, you know? And then it came out, um, they did a print run of it. It sold out instantly, instant sellout. All this, they printed like 200,000 copies. It sold out. It was a hard wow. cover. They sold every copy. It was like gone in like now. And then, uh, then they, uh, republished it this December and we saw it in Tennessee. Oh, yeah. A soft cover version of it. We saw it because Kempa's mom was in Tennessee and the Barnes & Noble there had it and uh, that was printed like a lot so people could actually buy it because there was, short, there was too much demand for it, which I never worked on a book, a comic book let alone, where there's too much demand <laughs> for a comic book. I mean, I remember hearing that crap when like superman died and stuff they couldn't they had to go into other printings and stuff i've never been on a project where that was the thing that was happening so that was really exciting to be a part of that um and now in november it's solicited for september but you'll probably get it in november if you order it is a 360 page hardcover leather slipcase version of this book that i did which is like that's, sounds like a bible that's you know? insane it's insane. it's insane and they didn't even tell me that it was coming out or it was being printed that way i found it out in the hollywood reporter i was reading online i like googled myself i was like am i still relevant <laughs> and, I, and i was so it's like uh yeah so uh things are good i have a i have a book with image called stairway which is a science fiction book that's coming out a comic book um i'm doing a project with you yeah. <laughs> Which I've, I've always been fascinated by Instagram artists. I've never done it. Um, but we have a thing that we're trying to do, and I will complete it, and we will follow through on it. And it is called 50 States and 50 Monsters. Okay. Which is, you are, you are an extra, extra, extraordinary, super-powered artist when it comes to drawing monsters and horror stuff. You That's are you are you are way up there on on the list of people that I know. Oh, I happen to be dating you. Yeah, you just this is very confusing. <laughs> just kidding. And, so so and, what so what is that what is that about now? Do you want to talk about some some of it? Go ahead. Well, we're, it's we're, our project. Yeah, I know it's our project. Where I begin? 
I, well, well, it's mostly about a lot of the most famous monsters and folklore and legends in the United States. Because oh, okay. we do have a very rich every uh, assortment of monsters. Every every so, state's got that that little that folklore. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, it's not just Bigfoot. It's not just there's a there's a lot. There's some that you wouldn't believe that yeah. are. Not the Jersey Devil. Jersey Devil. That's the famous right? one. The Jersey Devil is for Jersey, of course. Yeah. But there are some things that I just was like, what? Yeah. You oh, know? well, like, I told you about some of them. He has no idea. So well, I didn't even know the Southwestern and the California ones because oh. I'm not from here, right? So I well, yeah. It's been, well, everyone knows Bigfoot, mm -hmm. that yeah, thing. Yeah, and yeah. then everyone knows the Jackalope thing. But mm -hmm. I research i was trying to explain him about the jackalope because he didn't know what i was talking about i didn't know what a jackalope but was. i you know i remember as a kid they always talk like you know jackalope look like, out for that like, it's around southwest area it's like and a, I looked, it's yeah, like a I jackrabbit antelope thing right it, yeah, yeah yeah it's got, it's, a, it's a rabbit with horns it's, yeah so isn't it like a slim um, jim i didn't know thing? it was so yeah a lot more to that story than what i even knew because i was looking stuff up just to send it here and i was like oh jackalope's actually like I mess with it. That's a pretty dark creature. Yeah. It was known to like chew off the legs of hunters and stuff. And yeah. then people used to go hunting and wear um, the piping for, let's say, um, stove piping on their legs. Because they were so afraid They're of afraid it. Afraid of it. <laughs> Holy shit! Like they really, really like it was in, in people's minds. You know, for real, they yeah. were terrified. Um, but yeah, so we're doing all that research for each state. A lot of, yeah. We're and going you're in, illustrating. I'm illustrating a lot of them, doing a lot of research, just a lot that is very heavily rooted into Native American culture, as well as some that are a little bit Well, I was going to say, guess, South, yeah. the Southwest seems like it would probably be with the, um, with the Native American culture, right? Oh, tons of it, yeah. Yeah, so it's like hard picking. Just it's hard one. to pick just one. There's a lot for each state, but on Instagram, we're going to be posting one every week starting tomorrow um, on Fridays. So, yeah, I'm super excited. I, I want to work with you on stuff, and I don't, I don't really get to. And it's yeah. like, it's, it's cool. It's also not just a comic. It's not a comic book. It's just an art experience. <laughs> yeah, you can look over here. We're in her studio, so there's tons of art. Ooh, yeah. That's awesome. But, okay. Like the grudge. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can talk. I'm gonna get the plug. plug. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Wait, what are we showing? No, so, just showing. <laughs> I mean, you I mostly do um, a lot of horror art. I'm gonna plug this one down. If I can't, well, no, I can't. I got that one. Really, I said I do. I did some posters for Stephen King festivals, and I worked for Industry Horror, which is a a clothing company that the money goes to autistic. Uh, people finding jobs in the community and helping them out all sorts of things not just um jobs right so I, i'm really into horror as you could see <laughs> it's a horrifying horrifying relationship just kidding <laughs> <laughs> how about that did i save that kevin well what'd you did say I, I can't hear, i can't hear you did I land that, Kevin? Did I save that? Yeah, you did. That was a quick okay, save. Thank you. thank you very much. Mm -hmm. I'm, um, plugging, I'm plugging in my computer because it's going to <laughs> I'm sorry. So, 
So yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about what about uh, Zombie Tramp? Are you still doing that too? Oh, Zombie Tramp. Let's talk about that. I feel we're just oh here God. like this while you're Zombie Tramp is. I'm plugging in a computer. Sorry, I'm gonna hit. Dude, Zombie Tramp's the shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love Zombie Tramp. I can't. What? Ask me a question about Zombie Tramp. So, what's that about? Zombie Tramp is about. What are you doing? I'm plugging in. The no, no, you're computer. not. No, you're. You're like right next to the power strip. Oh, yeah, that's not gonna reach. <gasps> Did you unplug? What'd you do? I'm having technical issues, Kevin. Oh, can I just put up the Native American head or whatever? What? Where they don't do that anymore? Is that bad? What? I don't even know. What? Hold on a second. Stand by. They just got rid of the Redskins. That's good. Yeah. And they, and apparently they got a whole, apparently they got a whole bunch of other trouble coming. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Oh, they do. You guys are sports guys. Tell me what's going on with guys. All this. They um. They haven't come out and said what it is yet, but it's, they said it's going to be a bombshell. They said it's going to be huge, and it's horrifying. Okay, well, they could they could pick a Native American thing that's not about red face. No, 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 no. no. What I'm saying is that there's a there's a problem. Other things in the organization within the organization. Oh, okay. So interesting. Yeah, they said it's got nothing to do with the name change, and now there are. Um, what do you call uh, people who own the people who have like uh, part ownership want to get rid of their shares of the company? They, they want to get. They want to get. Oh, yeah. So John's John's gone. No, I'm still here. He'll come back. Oh man, you should have let us just keep going because we we're going to talk about you. <laughs> no, 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 no. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. So my real hot take on John. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> is um okay, so Zombie Tramp, now that I'm plugged in, Zombie Tramp is is a new character. There was an original Zombie Tramp who was a woman who became comes a zombie. It's very simple, and that's why I love it. And the new zombie tramp is called Angel, and she has new design. <clears throat> and basically me and an artist named Marco. Uh, who lives in Italy? You'll find him on my Facebook. It's just Marco. He just goes by on his Facebook. Oh, uh, got 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 to got to really kind of get in there and redesign it, and like make it our own, you know. And I chose to make it look very animated, which is a very big departure from the way that it was being drawn before. And people mm -hmm. really like it. Um, and I feel like, you know, it was good before, but I think we we cranked it up enough that people started paying attention to it a lot and it has a very decent sized cult following i mean i don't it's this it's the smaller project that i have it's not you know it's at a publisher action web entertainment which is a smaller publisher um you know it's not disney it's not marvel it's not yeah. cartoon network you know but it's i i love it i love working with him i love the artwork so i i absolutely adore it now I love it, it. And is it's it, so stupid. Is it out yeah. now? Is it coming out? It's an issue 72. This is um, 72 issues. 
Oh my God, what happened? I don't know. <laughs> Is John getting yelled at? No, no, I'm here. I'm, I'm still here. Don't worry about it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, we're, we're on issue. Oh, hey, there he is. Oh, we're uh, on issue seven, 72. That's okay. So that's a lot of work. Yeah. Um, I have put probably, I prob I'm up to like the seventh issue I've done by now of that. I don't see myself stopping. You know, I think I'm just going to keep doing it because I like it. I enjoy it. That's you awesome. Know? And they also prep the artwork for me before I get it in a way that makes it really easy for me to paint it. Um, yeah, Zombie Tramp's amazing. Go check it out. Um, Zombie Tramp. I can't really talk about the bot because it's a new character taking over the mantle of Zombie Tramp. So, like, if I talk about the book, then I'm going to spoil something that's not out yet. So, I can't, I can't so, really so, so, th so, this is a comic book, or is this a more of a? This is uh, a comic book. Yeah. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. It's from Tramp. Action Lab. Action Lab Entertainment. So, not Dark Horse. This one, but okay. they're a pretty cool company. They're in New Jersey. My checks come from New Jersey. <laughs> Full so circle. <laughs> yeah. Um, to go knock on their door and ask if they need a writer. You know, it's funny. I love like zombie type shit. Like I really so do. do. I. Like I, I mean, really do. Like, like, I, more I, like I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm really big into Walking Dead and I started mm -hmm. watching um, like some anime thing like because we did a show last week and they were like, oh, maybe watch this one. Mm -hmm. And it was called uh, High School Zombies or some shit like that. Or yeah. uh, um, I, forget, I forget the exact name of it, but um, I'm sure it's High School yeah. of the Dead. High school and a dad. Okay. That, yeah, yeah. And, and it's actually pretty good. So I'm down to look at this. I'm gonna check it out. You should check it out. Zombie it's Tramp, baby. Zombie Tramp. It's it's a catchy name. Yeah, <laughs> really is. <laughs> I was like, I was like, Mom, I'm working on a new book. It's called. It's called. What's it called, son? Zombie <laughs> Tramp. And I'm not gonna lie. There's there's a lot of nudity in it, like there is, uh, but it's not in like a trashy way. <clears throat> it's like in very a very classy, classy, cartoony, exaggerated proportions. Not like '90s comics that are like. In, I mean, you've, I post it, you see it, you know. Um, it's very. God, I don't know. It's Marco and me working together is a really good scene. Marco's what Marco puts down initially. It's such an accurate representation of what we're trying to do with the art. Um, I've never felt like I was in line with someone like that with the actual physical art, like ever, you know? Like on, um, on Tuesday, my editor wrote me and he was like, hey, you know, since all the comic book shit's back open, can you uh, do 20 pages by Friday? Huh. And I was like, are you kidding me? But also at the same time, I just bought an iPad Pro. I'm with my girlfriend, who's also an artist. Uh, she's been helping me get through those pages. We're about halfway through it. So, and we did that all yesterday. We did 10, 10 pages. So, um, I don't see us not finishing it. Like, it's going to end it in. But, um, yeah, I like I like working on it that much, you know, that it's, it's the smallest job, but I like it so much that I'll haul ass on it. Because I, really I really like the way it looks. So... So what what do you have coming up besides the 50, um, 50 monsters, fifty states? What else do you and, and zombie? Uh, critical wall. Okay, so you still you're still working on that. 
zombie tramp is every zombie tramp is every month. If you could go into a comic book store, you could buy it, but you can't really do that right now. So um, you can read it on Amazon. Everything you can read it on anything. So uh, also Critical Role, the hardcover version that's 360 pages was solicited for September. I personally, internally, from what I know, it's going to be later than that because it is. There are production delays because of what's going on with everything. Um, and that specialty book that needs to be printed in a certain way and everything. And I don't think it's just sitting there right at the show. So, but that can be bought in Barnes & Noble, like when it comes out. Um, I have many, many, many books that if you look me up on Amazon, you'll find them. Uh, just look up Chris Northrup. That's it. You can go into a Barnes & Noble and type my name in, tell you whatever they have there, that's mine. They'll definitely have Critical Role because that, that was the number one selling book for Barnes & Noble in December to Christmas. So they will absolutely have that book if you go to a Barnes & Noble. So, I've been busy, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> All right? Um, yeah. Now, I, I want to ask you, mm -hmm. what, what do you think about the current state of comics? Like, Talking about like talking oh, about like Marvel, oh, DC. Oh God, Kevin! <laughs> what did I miss? You want to know the, the real shit? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna tell you the real shit. Okay, so the reason why I moved to Ventura and I tried to do what I did, starting a small publisher, starting an imprint, was because I was tired of being properly by everyone. Because I'm going to give you the real number of things. So Batman, which comes out every month, just Batman, regular Batman book. How many copies a month do you think that sells? A month? Mm-hmm. Just one month. When an issue comes out, how much does it sell? What do you think? Well, this is across the nation or international, right? This is the whole world. Ah, oh, geez. How that's... much do you think it sells? Copies or, or dollars? Copies. Copies. Um, I, I, I want to say, I don't know. I, I, really, I really don't know. I would say millions. Take, take a guess. Mil, like a couple million? A couple million? Yeah. Is it, is it less right. than that? It's less than that. Keep going. Is it really? <laughs> yep. What do you think? What do you say? I don't know, five, uh, 500,000. <laughs> no, right? No. Damn. That, that, it's even less than that? Yeah, this is scary. Yeah. So uh, in the United States, Batman, I'll give you the United States numbers for Batman. So Batman, regular Batman comic comes out every month. The, the marquee title for DC, right? On a good month, it'll sell 40,000, 45,000 copies. Really? Where it's from, and I'll tell 40, you this. Forty thousand. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's correct. So, and I will tell you um, another fun fact that more people know statistically who Batman, like surveys, know who Batman and Superman are than they do Jesus Christ. Okay, because these are pop culture fictional characters. They're not right. a religion that's like in certain areas more people know who Batman and Superman are than Jesus Christ and 
it's only selling that much in the country that it's made. You know, something's broken. Yeah. Right? So I'm or so Obi Wan Kenobi. Reflected, <laughs> that's reflected in how much we get paid to make those books. Okay. Okay. So, you know, when you're getting, I mean, I'm not going to say my page rates for things, you know, I do make a living off of it, but I have to work harder than I should because I have to take on more projects because the rates are less. Right. It's not, it's not like you can work on one book and be like, ah. I'm right. I ain't one. just working on, Kevin, I ain't just working on Zombie Tramp because I have fun. You know, I love it, but it's also I have to do it. Yeah. And, uh, Every once in a while, something will come like Critical Role, where I'll do a book that's mine, like Reason for Dragons, where they license it overseas and I get licensing money and stuff. Or Eclipse, where they auction it for a Hulu television show. That's another thing that I worked on. Okay. Every once in a while, there's things like that. But in between, it can get really dicey because of the way the comic book industry is with the sales. Okay. So. But wait, if, if they're only yeah. making. If they're only making forty thousand in in the U.S., how, how are they getting? Yeah, funny. It? Remember that. What's up? How are you know people are reading it? So how right. so how is that? Are you telling me that? Are you telling me that the numbers are bullshit, or are you telling me that there's a is there a different way that people are getting this? What's the easiest content? way to read? What's the easiest way to read the news? On your phone. Right. What's the easiest way to read a book? On your phone. Right. So what's the easiest way to read a comic book and not pay for it and just download it? Probably on your phone. Right. And since that industry doesn't make enough money to justify the securities that like the film industry has, they get, if you search, if you search for a movie, Right now, say you want to stay. I don't know, you want to watch Forrest Gump. Watch Forrest Gump for free. You type that into your Google, right? You're going to get a bunch of stuff that was just posted that may or may not work. And then you're going to get three pages of DCMA copyright notices that were, this was taken down, this is property of Paramount Pictures, whatever. You know, they, they, they go after the copyright infringement people, right? If you type in right now, I mean, I won't say anything so I don't get in trouble because I won't cite my own books or anything. But like, <laughs> if you type in, well, I will, okay? If you type in the reason for dragons right now, because I own that, so I don't give a shit. If you type that in right now, reason for dragons, read online free, you will find it for free. You will find PDFs, you will find zip files, you will find CBR files you can view on your PDF viewer on your iPad or your Kindle. You will find it immediately, okay? There is yeah. no protection for books specifically comic books the way there is for the film industry or anything else or video games there's no drm there's no digital rights management you know when i when my first when the first book came out the reason for dragons the first thing now i've i've colored written painted lettered probably over over three or four thousand pages of comic books by now you know it's a lot and yeah. it's 10 years and 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 uh, the first time when my book came out i looked it up i'll admit because i didn't get a copy of it before it came out like i saw the proof and everything i went online and i was like 
read Reason for Dragons for free because I wanted to see what it looked like well done before I got it in the mail, right before I went to the office and picked it up. And it was right there. Jesus and the, the date, yeah, it was right there on top. You can get it illegally. And you know how many people down there? 20,000 people. So that's 1,000 people. You're breaking up. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry, man. Start start over again from when you said that you, you found it, you found it for free, and you said you said you know how many people downloaded it. Yeah, I found it for free online and uh there were twenty thousand downloads on the first day that it came out, somewhere around there. So that's twenty thousand people who downloaded and enjoyed my work for free that I didn't pay for. Because I own that outright. That's my property. Okay. And that's how, how long? I mean the day it came out, you said? What's up? I said that's the, the day, day it came, came out. out. So I was so disgusted. Yeah. So the, so the day it came out you made, you made half of what uh, Batman means. Yeah. You got you got that many readers. Well, I knew how many illegal readers I had on yeah. the first day. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, I get when you do a book, you once the cost is covered for the printing and for the advertising, then the publisher starts splitting money with you. That's when you start making money, right? So you better have made a good book because it has to sell for you to get paid. Okay? Because they didn't pay me to make that book. You make books out of pocket when you make books. The same way you make films out of pocket, okay? The, and the distribution for it is a publisher instead of a film company, right? So if there are 20,000 people illegally reading this book, right? That delays the time that I'm gonna get paid, right? If they paid for it. But then again, a good point is, what if all those people bought the book? Probably not, right? Someone who's pirating, people just pirate things. They just download things left and right. They just pirate all day. So like, did I really lose that amount of money? I don't know, but I don't like seeing it, you know? And like looking back now, if I look, it's been like six years since that book came out or seven years. It's probably a ginormous number of people who read that book for free. And certainly there's people in there that would have paid for it by now. You know, and it's probably within 40,000, 50,000 people that might have bought it. So, like, that's horrible because, you know, I get royalty checks for my work, right? So, like, every year in April and September, things are, I'm losing money because people are pirating things. Because they feel like like art should be free. Yeah. They have it and they can play. They download a new app and they just like click past. That's it. Okay, I got what I wanted. There. People download Steam for like fifty cents, a dollar for Call of Duty on one day. I saw. You know. They don't value the work that goes into it. When you do sales like that and you have marketplaces that are just willy-nilly just to get 
you know, they're, they're making money off of uh, things being packaged with advertisements, not from the sale of the product. So the people who make the product don't make the money. The advertisers and the company that holds the rights does. Yeah. It's, it's fucked up. It leaves the people who have to make it, which they wouldn't have anything. Look, you go see a Marvel movie, right? Go see Infinity War, all right? The guys who are working at the same time on the, the comic version of that or have worked in the past on the comics that are in that movie, all the source material, some of them are compensated. Most of them are not. Most of them you'll never know who they are. You know, yeah. it's like they don't have health care. You know, their kids didn't go to college. You have a, mar a movie owned by Disney that is a conglomerate. <laughs> and I don't work for them right now, so I don't care what I'm saying because that was last year. You have a company that is a billion-dollar company making billions and billions of adventures. is the biggest franchise on the planet, right? Give Jack Kirby's kids a million dollars. You know, yeah, they're already going into retirement homes. You know, they're at that age. You know what I mean? Like, just you know, I mean, like, pay your artists better. Like, we're generating source material for these big movies that make billions of dollars, right? Is there is there any is there anything <clears throat> that can be done legally legislation to to change that? You can have a union. You can have a union for comic book artists, and they have never made a union for comic book artists. There's an animation union. There is an animation guild. There is a film guild. There is a everything for the lighting guys, for the guys who hold the fucking wires. Everybody's got a guild. Everyone's got a union. They're protected. I can't be treated this way. This is the minimum that you have to get paid. Comic book artists do not, um, and it sucks because. Like, it really sucks. It hurts. It hurts, like, like spiritually, if you want to say. It hurts, like, just as a human being that, like, um, you know, a company can make, use you to produce something and then turn around and make a billion dollars. Like, that makes me sick. That, like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, what it's, like, you know what it's like? Yeah. It's like the Matrix cartoon that you showed me. With the uh, with the the robots, yes, <laughs> the animatrix. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's exact. It's exactly using the robots to do like whatever they were like raping them and and everything. And I, I, dude, I, I feel raped by my industry. I'll say it right now. I don't care. I'm, I'm like a working professional. I get to say that. Like no one's gonna fire me because I said that. Okay. I'm, I am, I am, I am a working professional who hands things in on time. Like they are lucky to have me working. Okay. I feel sometimes by these companies violated the way that they run things. It's not right. It's not right to send in an invoice when you're working for like a lower amount of money than you should. And then wait 60 days because somebody forgot it. Like you should be a top priority. You're, you're giving them what they need. You know, what other business, you know, in the entertainment industry and also, I mean, whatever, doesn't make sense. And I mean, think of, think about, think about it this way. Let's just say yeah. it gets so bad that, yeah. that the comics go away. You know what I mean? Like, 
Like they talk, I thought that was going to happen because of the virus. I'm they, not talk, lie. they talk about they talk about yeah. you know newspaper is dead and whatever, and eventually mm-hmm. we're not going to have newspapers anymore and this and that. Mm-hmm. What happens when the comics go away? You know the source material for your TV shows, the source material. For that's what your, I'm saying. That's why they need to value us more. That's what, like, that's what I'm saying. We are producing things. Everything else collapse around it. Yeah. I, 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 I want, I really wish there was a union and you know, there was, I work for image comics, right? What they did was they left the system, right? And they formed image comics and you had things like spawn and all this shit in the nineties. Then and it's, and I read all of it. I enjoyed it at the time. Then they grew up a little bit. They started doing walking dead saga, all these other books that are now, movies or they're going to be movies or they're long-running television shows and they're a great company and i love working from this they i never feel like i'm taking advantage of like they are always everything's on time you know they know they know you know when someone should get a, a increase in their page rate they go for it their slogan as a company is artists first because that company was founded that's how it was founded by artists yeah yeah, they all, they all left Marvel, right? Yeah, Todd McFarlane, Jim Lee, Silvestri, who's my direct boss at Top Cow, they, they left those institutions because they felt they were not being treated fairly, you know? And they also felt that, like, the artist is as much of a writer as the writer because they're realizing it and putting in things that the writer isn't writing and making it their own. You know, they felt like, you know, they needed to have their name on the cover too. And they were just as important as like anyone else who worked on the book was the artist. And they fought for having like me, like 70% of what I do is paint, right? So like they, they fought for like having You there? Oh no. Don't tell me. Are you alive? I'm here. You both okay, disappeared. Cool. <laughs> now you, you, you froze, froze in the most awkward position. Okay. It was amazing. Anyway, whew, I'm cooled down from my rant about the comics industry. Oh, oh Lord. Oh my God. I say the feels, same thing every feels time. Feels good though, right? To get it off your chest. It all I, I say it. I have no problem saying it because. If you went for a job working in comics, you'd be like, you're going to pay me what? Like coming from like not doing it all the time, you know, like you'd be like, how much work I got to do to break even, you know? And it's like, you can find projects that do pay you well, you know, but yeah, it's like, it's, it's like, you know, I mean, saying, you know, the R word, I feel, I feel hard, you know, I mean, in anger. Yeah. Sometimes, but it's, it's really just like, like I told you about the numbers, like the numbers, like I don't have the exact numbers in front of me. We can look them all up afterwards, but they, they're, they're really sad. A lot of the numbers, like they're, they're not good. So it's so, like, I understand the money isn't there, but I feel like something should happen where like the film people put money into the comics side of it because they need to get the material, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like Ta- Taika Waititi is a great director. He's like my favorite director, but like, all that stuff he used was from 
Thor comics that have existed for decades, you know? Like, you know, I don't see them making, look, I don't see them making, like, Wolverine movies that, like, are not based on any comics. They're all based on a, on a story arc, or they're, none of them are original, right? Yeah. Right. They're all stories that have been proven to work that are comics. So, right. I don't know. They, if, they, if they made a movie, say they make a Spider-Man movie with a new story that has nothing to do with anything. It was just Peter Parker dealing with some new thing, right? Right. Then yeah, like good. For, you you took the character and did something different with it, but you're basing it on decades of people's work, and in most cases, like decades of like one or two people's work, because like you know you have like wish they would figure out how to make it work better. Like, cause it's the pandemic almost killed my industry. Oh, I thought I was um, done. You know? I'm, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it did. But it, <sighs> it's 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 also like like I was just thinking about this though too. Like you were talking about mm -hmm. like you know not great pay or you know just like you know like yeah. anything like that. What's to stop the industry from just being like we're gonna take this fresh eighteen year old and just kick the other ones out? You know what nothing. I mean? Because like nothing. And that's exactly that, that's what's Nothing. that's what's scary what's stopping you know, that, them that, from getting someone in the philippines there are yeah. gone there are so many talented artists in the philippines i don't know why but there are amazing artists in the philippines i've worked with a bunch of filipino artists yeah there are a lot of good artists in the philippines and they will they and it's not anything against them because their dollars worth whatever and like it's a different economy and everything Right, right, right. They will, they will, they will take the price that's being offered, you know. And like in America, because of our economy is a mess, despite what the president says, is a mess. Okay. Yeah. And as a teacher, which I taught at a bunch of different schools and colleges, I've always been paid like. So as far as I'm concerned, from what I can tell, the government thinks that teaching is not important. You guys keep going in and out on my on my end. I don't know. How you doing? It keeps it keeps going in and out. So. Oh, well, you know what you do? If you drink an energy drink, then maybe your brain will work. <laughs> My internet, man, it's because I'm outside. Oh, you're quarantining. What did you do? Well, my, my studio is now being taken up by my daughter. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's living, so she's living, yeah. In, my, <laughs> living in my studio now. Oh, that's cool. And if, I, and if I broadcast anywhere else in the house, I'll just wake everybody up. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's late there. What are you doing? What are you doing up? <coughs> Chat with you, man. Oh, <coughs> fucking awesome. This, this, we're, we're artists. This is what we do. We are artists of podcasting. See, Creative people. See, my wife was like, you can't, you can't do this. You'll never make it. 
And I said, I'm just going to, I said, I'm just going to do this. Yeah. <laughs> you just got that iTunes account and you were like, I'm fucking doing this. <laughs> doing this to, tonight. Dude, I mean, like you, you're, you love your DJ stuff, right? Yeah. You love it. I see your posts, right? Yeah. Look, this pandemic happened, right? You're not DJing. You're not DJing nothing. <laughs> DJing all right? shit. You're sitting in a pink tank top <laughs> on your on your backyard porch, <laughs> and your little kid, your daughter is taking over your workspace. You ain't doing nothing right now. But guess what? <laughs> you are doing something. Because when this is over, you're not going to lose your passion for DJ stuff. You're not going to lose your passion for what you're doing right now, or anything that you want to do in life whether it's creative or not, you're not going to lose that. So it's like, that's how I feel about comics and stuff too. And like art, like there's going to be bad times. Like you're going to be treated unfair. Like the industry is kind of messy right now. It's just, there's no way around it is, but like there are good people there and there are good companies. There are people who pay you fairly. You just have to find them, but it should be across the board. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I still love comics. I don't care. Like I said, Zombie Tramp, lowest paying gig. I'm not going to lie. But man, I have so much fun doing it. Like, I don't care. I'm passionate about it. <laughs> you know? That's so. awesome, dude. I'm so, every, time, every time I talk to you and, and you tell me, like, all the shit you're doing, I'm, like, overjoyed. Uh, and you, and you kind of... <laughs> no, seriously, man. And you, you, like, you inspire me to do shit. Oh, okay. Good. I hope so. I was, a, I was a teacher for a very long time, yeah? <laughs> I hope I had that effect on everybody. Uh, all right. Um, I think we've uh, <laughs> I think we've spent. <laughs> uh, you look tired, Kevin. You want to wrap this up, John? Yeah, we could wrap it up. I mean, I mean, we could probably talk another two or three hours. Oh, we probably could. I, we totally I have could. so many stories about Kevin. Have me back on the show. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Before we go, because this is this has got a lot to do with John. You helped me. You helped me uh, edit the pasture party video. Yes, I did. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> You're not having any, any pasture parties now, are you? <laughs> no, no. The, those have been gone be that for guy. about. Holy shit! It's been about ten years since we actually had one. When was the last one? I, I I did a long time ago. Dude, I didn't no. have kids. I, honestly, when this I is think, over, yeah, throw a pasture party. But you know what's kind of funny though? Out to pasture party. Every every year when I go out to Ohio, um, like every summer, I always like call all my old friends up and be like, "Hey, let's all try to get together." And we, you know, we had a pretty big party last year. So we're kind of, we, we moved the location, but we, we actually did have some sort of a party going. You know, cool. so it was, uh, you know, we, 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 we did okay last year, but we're not doing it this year, obviously. Yeah. You know. All right. Well, if you do it again, send me a video. I will animate shit all over it. I will make it, <laughs> I'll make it top shelf. I will definitely do that. I will definitely. Do I would that. love. I would love to edit another pasture party. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was so much fun. 
<laughs> when, when we, everybody was opening up the gifts and we did the slow motion Kenny G uh, yeah, was have that, yourself uh, a merry little Christmas again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was funny. That was funny editing. That was a good video. Yeah, all right, guys. So, I think we're gonna wrap this up, but okay. um, uh, once again, guys, we've been talking with Chris Northrup. Yes, right, give it up. Whoa, whoa, Chris whoa. Northrup. Right. Um, he's got he's got lots of things going on. Um, the um, critical role, zombie tramp. All right, coming up on Instagram, he's gonna have fifty monsters, fifty states. It's gonna be fantastic, yeah. guys. So keep an eye out on that. Follow him and us. Oh, you want to give out your uh, your Instagram and Twitter? Got and it. I, I hardly I hardly use Instagram, and it's such a crime. I'm on Facebook, Chris Northrup. You can hit me there. Uh, Instagram is Chris underscore Northrop, like the lion Northrop. So there you go. <laughs> Check it out. All right, guys. Check it out. And this is John and Kevin's Big Super Podcast. You've been listening to. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. We are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We are Big Stupid Podcast. And on Twitter, we are also Big Super Podcast. On Twitter, there is no, no I in stupid. stupid. Also, guys, you can give us a call on the Big Stupid Hotline, which is 201-338-0098. All right, guys, you can give us a call. Uh, tell us how tell us how good we are. Tell us how bad we are. Uh, <laughs> tell us if you've got any ideas for uh, for upcoming shows. Um, you know, we're always on Instagram telling you guys to, you know, like, Hey, uh, uh, we put out a question that we want you guys to answer, or we, uh, ask for suggestions from you guys. Um, so we'll give us a call, uh, and we will, uh, we'll play your, your, your responses on air. All right. Once again, guys, Christopher Northrup, fantastic job. Yes. All right, guys. Great. Thanks for coming on the show. We definitely want to have you on again at some point. Yeah, man. This, This was awesome. Um, I think I think this is one of the best interviews we've had in a while. No, this is a good one. This is yeah. very good, very good, very good. I mean, there's a lot of shit that happened. Kevin <laughs> was around for some of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think I think I think next time we get uh, uh, we get together, I think we should talk more in depth on the industry. You know, because yeah. we kind of like did the overview of everything. I think I think the whole sure, yeah. yeah. I think the whole industry would be a more like like good next step. You know, into sure. like, you know, delving into it and everything. Yeah. No, you can you can totally pick my brain about it. It's, it's fine. You know, so it's all right. I would love to hear your thoughts on it too. Like, like what the hell everybody else thinks. Like, you yeah, know. totally. I mean, I know what I think. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, that's gonna do it for us here at John and Kevin's Big Soup Podcast. John, you got anything else you want to say? Hey, have fun, everybody. Have fun.